Welcome to the Painting of the Week podcast, where we look at some of the most significant paintings throughout history. Introducing your hosts, Phil Grabsky and Laura Bentham. Well, hello, everybody. It's uh, Painting of the Week. And uh, this week, fabulous painting. But before we start talking about the painting, should explain that today, Laura and I are in separate buildings. So we're doing this recording via Zoom, if the audio sounds slightly strange. But um, the wonders of modern technology allow us to, uh, to do that. Um, there is almost like a hurricane outside, Bill. There is a hurricane outside or a, a pretty heavy... Winds are far around. But I've had roof tiles down, which smashed behind my back door. Next door neighbours had a tree down. Okay. And it's not even so- that... It's only about 35 miles an hour. I mean, that's in America. <laughs> the United States, that's just a light breeze. Exactly. Um, We're all rushing around tying things down. Yeah. Um, um, so we've decided it's uh, safest not to travel. Well, we've been asked, people have been asked not to travel today. So anyway, today's painting is uh, The Night Watch by um, Rembrandt. Um, Actually, to give it to be fair, to give it its correct title, it's called The Company of Franz Banning Koch and Willem van Reutenbosch. And this was painted by Rembrandt in uh, 1642. Um, it's in the Rijksmuseum. It is uh, fantastic. It's huge because it's so huge, it never travels. So the only place you're going to see it is in the Rijksmuseum. And uh, Laura. Yes. <laughs> Question okay. one, Phil. Have Question ever... one. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're going to ask me if I've been there. Have I seen it? I am. I, I don't know if you've been to the Rijksmuseum. No, I haven't. Okay, on the, it's on the list. It's another, another place on the list. I mean, come on. How many more? But have you been? Have you seen this? It look, I mean, it's so impressive. I have been to the Rijksmuseum and... Um, mm. We have filmed it and we have made films about Rembrandt. Um, one of our exhibition on screen films is about Rembrandt. So it's certainly in that. Um, the Rijksmuseum was closed for a long time. It had a really, really long, I mean, over a decade, I think it was shut for renovations. Um, but it's wow. reopened in all its glory. And abs- you, you can't go to Amsterdam without visiting the Rijksmuseum. That'd be, no. be mad. I, did, I went to Amsterdam when I was 15. So. Yeah. Well, it is time to go again. It is. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> um, it certainly is. <laughs> and uh, yes, this is a wonderful painting. I think it's one of those paintings that is up there as, you know, when people do their lists of top 10 all time paintings, top 50 all time paintings, this is in there. Yeah. Um, well, can, I ask you, can I ask you why? Why do you think so? Why? Well, I always think that's interesting. I mean, Mm. Sometimes I think, in this case, paintings kind of achieve that status just by the fact they've been on lists before. And yeah, oh, okay. And it's mm. an easy choice. I think that a lot of Rembrandt's work is absolutely staggering. So having said that, there is a monumentality about this painting because of its size. Yeah. Um, I think that... Rembrandt for me is one of the greatest painters of all time, and that is demonstrated 
in this work in you know his his handling of color his ability to create you know a realistic illusion of materials and you know emotions and narrative yeah. is just superlative um well on the other hand uh no question that you know there are others um we, you know you, you'll see them in, in in our rembrandt film there are others which are i think you could argue are also fantastic works and maybe just as good but um it is this a, one, a, drawn to this one though that it, it, it there is just so much energy in this painting it is almost it is almost alive with energy yeah so do you know do you know what do you i know you like to do your research which is great so what do you know <laughs> what do you know about the uh the story <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Well, these are the, the a group of militia, thirty-four of them. Yeah. Who, um, they sort of like were the almost <laughs> to be careful what I say here. The guards in Amsterdam. I kind of, as I was doing my uh, my research, I started. Dad's army came to mind, but I'm assuming <laughs> that, <laughs> that well, might have to be <laughs> that might have to be cut out before I don't want to offend anybody. But it just kind of made me giggle a bit. I think but, uh, I think they're well and truly dead now, Laura. I think you're safe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to upset, upset anybody in the, in Amsterdam for sure. But yeah, that that's kind of what made me laugh because they they were sort of like an, almost like a home guard, were they? Well, so they were um, basically what you had was a, a, a well. First of all, the night watch is a is a is a misnomer. Mm. The the paint kind of fade well it's not so much the paint perhaps but the varnish kind of fade it's not necessarily supposed to be dark to be honest um it, it it's uh we'll come on to that but anyway um they were part of a uh, citizen militia and actually there were um 18 of this particular militia who paid essentially to have their faces immortalized by oh, rembrandt yeah. who was the the number one painter at the time You'll see this in other paintings where sometimes things will look slightly odd because of the amount of clearly defined faces. Um, and that's because these people are basically paying to be in the painting. Um, right, yeah. So just as an aside, sometimes somebody will commission an artist to do a painting and then be rather surprised, shocked, angered when it turns up because all these faces <laughs> dotted yeah. about, uh, interrupting the, the main narrative, whatever they've commissioned, but it's because the artist on the side has, has said, do you want to be in this painting? It'll, it'll cost you a few florin, but I'll, I'll immortalise you. Anyway. Actually, I, I did read that because I don't know which one, which one you're looking at, but there, there's a shield, isn't there now, in the painting? And I think they put the men's names on it, the ones that actually did pay right, yeah. to be there. So that came along afterwards. I mean, a lot has happened with this painting. Well, before we, come, before we come on to that, so there was 18 of the militia who paid, mm. and they paid 1,600 florins, so more in, in 1640. So more or less, they're all paying about 100 florins each. But some might have paid a bit more to get a slightly yeah. bigger role. Some might have paid a bit less. Um, but these militia, these militia were, I mean, any, any town, village, city even, at this time would have been surrounded by walls. 
for all sorts of reasons. And those walls would have been shut at night. The town gates were closed. And one of the things the citizen militia did was they were responsible for guarding those city gates. They did a little bit of policing. They, you know, if there was a royal march or a, or a burial of somebody famous, they'd be the ones that would march alongside, you know, a bit of pomp. Yes. And like in any time in history, people like to distinguish themselves from the mass. So they had quite a high opinion of themselves. Um <laughs> And obviously enjoyed the finery and the weaponry and so forth. You know what they would have been like in a in an actual conflict. It's hard to tell, um, but it really wasn't really about that. So, well, they do seem really busy though, don't they? The, the guns. I mean, they're sort of they look like they're really getting ready to do something. But then actually, well, you find well, did they do a lot? No. Well, I mean. Uh, in this uh, painting, they're all getting, you know, they're, yeah, there's they're that really thing. the guy in the middle who who mm. is uh, Koch. So he's mm. he's kind of his hand is outstretched and he's kind of he's basically saying, "Come on, lads, let's go." Yeah. <laughs> what they're going to is unsure, but as you say, there is <laughs> there, there is um, uh, um, you know there are those arms, so maybe there's some somebody's coming to Amsterdam. Maybe they've been yeah. called to arms because there is, um, but really, what's happening here is they're kind of showing off a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they don't look nervous to go and use those guns, do they? So it looks like it, you know whoever's coming, they're just sort of protecting them a little bit, but they don't think it's going to anything's going to really happen. Well, it's a very funny picture because it's quite it's quite joyful. <laughs> you In have a funny all, way. But what you have, of course, is you have all aspects of of. You know, you've got the drum going, you've got different stages yeah. of the gun preparation, you've got the, you know, it's all it's all going on, really. Um, the chit-chat. I love the chit-chat, the dog barking. Then, it, it, yeah, it really is. And I just, it just feels so energetic. I imagine standing by it. I didn't think this before, but the, the movement, all the muskets everywhere, they're all pointing in different directions, so yeah. your eye is going everywhere. And you can imagine a, a traditional way of, you know, if, if a group of 18 guys come to you and ask for a group portrait or. Oh, yeah. Uh, the more traditional way would have been just you just kind of line them up and it's just a series of heads. And I've seen paintings like that in other situations. So this is a much more exciting way of presenting them. And yeah. of course, they have to be presented. You know, they're not going to be presented as being nervous and, and inadequate. No. They're going to be presented as being, in fact, they kind of look a bit disorganized, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, but then, and the other guy at the front we know is um, Reutenberg. Yes. Um, so and he's obviously beautifully dressed, and um, you know who who wouldn't feel a million dollars wearing? You know, even now, if I was to wear something like that, I'd feel a million dollars. Oh, um, please do, Phil. Please do. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> to be fair, those two must have. Well, you said they've all paid. So yeah. do you think, it, or is it just their status within the the, the militia that they oh. they obviously got more light? Yeah, now these these are these are the main guys. These two, they've probably mm. paid a little bit more. Um, mm. I mean, uh, you know, the the light is on them. The, the 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 costumes. If you look look closely at their costume, I mean, it's just really. Oh, it's like, it, yeah, it's really gorgeous. 
really gorgeous. And then um, there's the there's a girl, isn't there, to the to the left? Yeah. So the girl's interesting, that, isn't she? Yeah, she's their mascot. Um. So you know, he's like, yeah, she must be a mascot, but um, you know, you, it has been argued that the chicken. All right. You look if you look closely, and you can see the chicken. Yes. Yes. So you know, it, arguably, that's a pun on the word cock. You know. <laughs> um, and, and, oh, that's good! I love it. <laughs> and, and better that it was a chicken than that it was that kind of pun than anything else, I guess. Yes, I think so. Um, like, but again, it's you know, it's kind of slightly strange, isn't it? Frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also her position. Her position. She does look. Actually, when you look at it, she does look really. She bent down. She is, isn't she? No, I think she's just a little girl. Oh, I see. I thought she was just bending down there. Okay. Um, but the part for me, Phil, is the part where in, in um, when is it they decide, is it sometime they decided to chop off four portions of the painting to fit it in to uh, the Amsterdam Town Hall? Well, which, you, yeah. yeah. Oh, Tell that story. 1715, and I don't know who, would have decided, decided that it didn't fit in between these two doors in the town hall. So four sections were cut off, the main bit being to the left and, uh, to, and a, a big portion from the top. But, uh, and those pieces, I mean, you must know this and have never been found. But I can't imagine how anyone would have done that. I mean, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it feels. I mean, he must be. It's obviously when 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 Rembrandt was alive. Was he? You know, was he really famous? Did he make lots of money? Or just yeah, yeah, no, no. He, I mean, well, he he he, he his his his, uh, his star waned and waxed, but um, because he would spend a lot of money, uh, and he was outspoken. I mean, he knew his worth. Um, but right. there were times when he was very wealthy, and there's times when he's essentially bankrupt. Um, so for he, him, then I know obviously he died by the time they decided, but they they must have realised the value within the painting, and then start chopping parts off just to fit in between two doors. It's like, it, it just feels unbelievable to me that they would have done that. Well, there's another great example of that, isn't there? I mean, Leonardo's Last Supper. Oh yeah. I mean, if you go and look at that, there's there's a doorway that's been cut through the bottom, you know, the bottom of the painting. <laughs> What were you thinking? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Rembrandt does this painting when he is, let's see, 1606, 1642, so 35, 36 years old. He does live yeah. on for another three decades. Yes. So yeah. He'd have seen it. He'd have seen it um, installed, wouldn't he? I, I think it must have been. Oh, no, sorry. Cut down. So what's that? 1715, that's oh, when they said they, that's that. when they cut it down. Oh, I see. But I don't know where it was, obviously, before that. But I tell you what, you would feel annoyed, wouldn't you, if you were the person on the left and all that, I think, you know, got chopped off. Uh, what's the refund? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There's still 18 faces there. 
Well, actually, right. no, that one's that one's a bit obscured. Mm. One, two, three, and there's and don't forget Rembrandt's in there too. Can you see? You can I know see. which. This is, just cracks me up every time that they, two, three, you know. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Well, yeah. I guess the guy who's got the on the right, who's got an arm across his face. He, he yeah. might have felt a bit. He might have felt a bit shortchanged. <laughs> Or maybe he refused to pay more than a couple of florins. So yeah, said, "All right, well, you're only getting your eyes and nose." Maybe he had a bad week that week. But it's another one you say about Rembrandt being in there. Yeah. So he's too. I mean, how are we going to describe this? He's he's little. He's peering over the top of the sort of the two men to the left of William Cox. Oh, it's ca- no, that's not him. It's his Captain Cock, isn't it? He's it's William is William Van Reitenberg. So yeah, he's peering above those two. But even so, that's a self-portrait. You think he would have done a bit more, wouldn't mm-hmm. you, Phil? Mm. He's only popped his eye in and a little cap. What makes him think that's definitely Rembrandt then? It was just obviously at the time he just said, I've popped myself in. It's quite funny, though, isn't it? I quite like it. It is brilliant. I do. But I do laugh that these painters decide to sort of think, oh, I'll just just pop myself in there. Next time I'll do a painting. Someone asked me to do one. But let's let's look at the painting itself. So stand back from this. um, I mean, one of the things I love about Dutch paintings, and it's absolutely true of Vermeer as well, is that they are not, they are almost never silent. Right. So we did a film, incidentally, of course, it's, I mean, we're what, tw- almost 20 minutes into this chat. A bit late <laughs> to remind people. If you go to seventh-art.com, then obviously you can see the picture and be mm. looking at it while we're talking about it. Um, we did a film for exhibition on screen called Vermeer and Music one of our first exhibition on screens, one third of Vermeer's paintings have a musical instrument, you know, uh, fe- featuring yeah. the painting, you know. Um, mm. And this is quite common in Dutch art. And now it's not just a musical instrument because people would have looked at it and they would have immediately made the association with how that instrument sounded. So they right, hear yeah. the sound of it. It's almost like adding mm-hmm. a soundtrack. And then, of course, mm-hmm. if the instrument has, sometimes they have a little bit of music on them, which some people, obviously not all, but some could read. So they'd hear what was being, you know, what was on that score. Um, and um, and similarly here, you know, this this is full of noise. You know, the yes. preparation, you know, the, 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 um, the, 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 the drums going, people are chattering. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're all those muskets in various stages of preparation, all making mm. a noise. The, the pikes are kind of clattering in the back and people are probably shouting and cheering. And I mean, I, I, I love that. Then yes. the use of light as ever. He is he, a great artist like Rembrandt, completely controlling our eye. Close your eyes, open them. In this case, interestingly, you go straight to the two central characters because they're so bright. Yeah. So 
you know, obviously, uh, but then your eye start now your eye is then in my case, what happens to my eye is it goes left because you've got this apparition. It's almost like the Virgin Mary there, you know, it's, yeah, that little um, girl. Yeah, but you, there's no missing her, and your eye goes there, mm. um, and you're helped to go there by his arm and the guy's leg, which is in total shadow. So you go to her. When you look at her, so I think this is all brilliant. You look at her face first, because that's what you do. Then you go down her dress. Bang! What do you see? You see a diagonal musket. Yeah, the eye <laughs> drawn up that musket. It can't help itself. Bang! Up it goes gets to the top, sees his hand, does a little little jump right to the guy's face, look at the face. Then your eye is attracted to a bit of white to the left. So you go left and you see the two faces and the, the white neck decoration. You look at those faces and there's an even brighter face, far left. You go and have a look at that. Your eye's wondering what to do next, but it's helped. Rembrandt gives you a... Um, I don't know if you call it a pike, really, but it's a, a, a <laughs> weapon of some sort, gleaming yeah. the brightest instrument mm-hmm. deliberately because you want he wants your eye to go to it. Your eye goes yeah. there, travels up it. Eyes wondering what to do next. It's a bit like um, you know those amazing athletes that kind of jump around building rooftops, and uh, so your eye you, you, you're tottering at the top of that metal pike. And then it jumps across to the flags. The flags are there deliberately. Again, they've got that lightish yellowy color. Might, maybe that once that was even brighter. They are then diagonal. Where's the You then slide down it. <laughs> it's so clever. Yeah. Down you slide to the guy's hand. <laughs> you then bounce along his shoulder. And if you, if you need any help, there's a little bit of, again, the white around the neck takes you to his face, quite bright. You're looking at his face, then his shoulder takes you down to the guy to his right. Meanwhile, you pass a winking Rembrandt or a Rembrandt who's kind of giving you a <laughs> metaphorical wink as you go past him, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd be here. To, you know, I knew you'd get here. Bounce, <laughs> off, bounce off Rembrandt's face to the next guy. Then there's a guy who's kind of half yes. of this, really. And oh. I'd missed him in my counting of 18. I, I can't imagine he counts as one of the 18. I don't know. What, anyway... No. Then you've got the face with the guy with the tallish hat. Uh, now, you might go down to the guy with the face, but if you do, again, Rembrandt's helping you out because he's got that pike, which is at a diagonal, taking you back along. He then takes you out of the centre of frame to the right, as we're looking at it, where there are six characters. Again, you, you probably go along that pike and then drop down You've got the two guys on the right with the drums. Then you see the guy with the black hat. And you then you work along his arm. His arm takes you back to the guy with the bright face. You drop down. Yeah. Now you see the guy holding the musket. Again, Rembrandt's put a little bit of white, bright paint on the end of that musket, so your eye's attracted to it. When you get there, your eye's then attracted to the bright, the bright spot on the front of the helmet, of the older guy. Bang, you're back to the two guys in the front. You, 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 you've had absolutely no say in it. Rembrandt, no. <laughs> Rembrandt knows exactly what he's doing and he's sending you around in this clockwise, clockwise circle and he makes sure that basically you look at all 18 characters and you start at the beginning and you come back to where you started. Honestly, like, it was like Alton Towers, that was Phil. 
<laughs> it is. It oh, is. But I'm going to play a Helter Skelter. Um, so good. <laughs> I mean, it is. Um, it's 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 so clever. It really is. Um, it's had a, quite a torrid time, isn't it? Though it's been vandalised three times. Really, three times. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. I've got down three. What do we know about? 19, 1911. A man wielding a knife tried to cut through the canvas, didn't quite make it. Um, 1975, a school teacher r- slashed the bottom right uh, really badly. Um, and even though, now they've restored it, they still see the marks on that one. And then someone tried to spray sulf- uh, sulfuric acid onto it in 1990. Right. So it's had a bit of a, I wonder why. Uh, maybe politics or something that they would have tried to have done all that. Do you know of any other paintings that have been vandalised so much? Oh yeah, loads, loads. I mean, it happens. Yeah. It happens fairly frequently. The, it's amazing, really, isn't it? I mean, the museum only put a tiny little rope up to stop people from getting near them. Then, yeah. Even now, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's you know, such a terrifying thing for any gallery to have these artworks, yeah. which are priceless beyond price, and. Mm. Very difficult to to protect. I mean, you have the security people, but if somebody's intent on doing something yeah. ridiculous, fortunately, very few well, people starts, do. Yeah, start smashing it. Yeah, but um, they said even though they've the damage is still there, they can still see it. I want to come back to this uh, to this this uh, the, the the mistitling of this painting as the Night Watch. We yes. talked we've talked in the uh, podcast before about how. Um, Varnish, which is which is used to protect a painting, um, yeah. is is actually what often deteriorates and darkens. And so, what conservation often does is it has to strip off the varnish without taking away any of the underlying pigment, and then um, reapply varnish. And of course, varnishes have improved in quality. If you've ever seen an artwork in the middle of conservation, the difference between the old varnish and the unvarnished or the new varnished painting is, is extraordinary. So this um, artwork had, had, was never meant to be a night scene. Um, no. Uh, the, ba- the darkness in the background was just deliberate on Rembrandt's part. And in fact, it's something in Baroque art, which is just to highlight the subject. Think of Caravaggio. Caravaggio's artwork, yeah. you don't look at them and think that's necessarily night. It's just that the darkness of the background is presenting, pushing forwards the the um, subject matter in the uh, in the front, in front of it. Um, but over the years, as you apply varnish, and um, you know, there is an argument, there is a story that. Uh, you know, one of the things about this was that Rembrandt, and it's true of his works, he, he knew that you had to kind of step back a little bit to look at them for the, for the colours to fuse together. I think Rembrandt absolutely thought really very carefully about how the human brain works, how it, how it works to construct an image. Um, and this is something that goes through art history. And it's, it's one of the, the, for me, one of the magical elements of art history, how we talked about this, didn't we? with uh, Duncan Grant, how you look very closely and just two little strokes of black, but actually you step back and it's two, you know, it's the girl, it's the woman's boots 
uh, or her, yes. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but these dealers, apparently to help fuse the colors, they just kept putting on more and more varnish because in, a, in a, uh, I guess there's a sense of magnification, very light magnification every time you put on a layer of varnish. Um, yeah. Anyway, that just meant that the whole painting darkened. So um, now the painting has been restored and, and um, when you go to see it now, it's not in the state that it once was. But you'll see this. I mean, is another very, very big Sorry? Is it really bright when you, when you see it now? Is it quite bright? It's it's brighter than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And okay. the other um, example of this, for example, there are two wonderful works by Leonardo, Virgin of the Rocks. Um, for various reasons, he ended up doing two of them. And the Musée Dors, the Musée Dors, no, sorry, the Louvre version mm -hmm. has been restored and is noticeably brighter than the National Gallery version, which they haven't chosen to restore. Right. There's a danger with restoration, of course, because you know when you when you take off the varnish, you're at danger of um, damaging the pigment that's underneath. So, well, at least you're not attempting to cut off the ends to fit it. At least you don't. <laughs> Which I can't, I just can't get over it. I just, I just, I just think, well, who? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? I just can't. Still, it's, oh, it's, it's, those four. Those pieces ever turned up, which they won't now, obviously. They must be gone. So remind me where the four pieces were again. Well, the, uh, most of it was to the left and to the and the top. And the top. Well, I guess, you know, I guess it probably, it's probably like, you know, when you cut a photograph to fit in a photo album. <laughs> so I imagine, I mean, you've got your 18 characters, so I imagine it was just, I mean, it, it does feel, on both sides, It feel they feel very tight to the edge, don't they? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the top. Now, when I always, because I always do my research on Google, so I always worry, but there was um, somebody called London's, I don't know if you know this, who painted a copy of it. And it's, oh, they say it. Before it was cut. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I'll be interesting to see. Have you seen, have you looked yeah. at the comparison? No. <laughs> only, well, only because, yeah, I thought they'd taken, uh, I'm not, see, I'm trouble is I'm not sure what I'm looking at now myself. Yeah. I need to be more efficient on this, Phil. Well, I think, I think people are going to have to go off from here and see what they can find, yeah. you know, on good. Well, or of course, go to Amsterdam. Well, the best place to start is with uh, our film on Rembrandt because there are so many great paintings in there, including this one. Yes, um, we've done yes. a couple of films about Vermeer. If you're interested in this period, which is, uh, you know, the Dutch Golden Age, rightly has that name. Five yeah. million. They estimate five million paintings. Five million paintings, just really? imagine, were, were painted at this time uh, on the back of, you know, an empire. So yeah. you've always got this, you've always got this, uh, you know, why is Amsterdam, why do you have people like this in this finery in Amsterdam? And, well, it's on the back of, of sea trade and the, the Dutch yeah. had gone to, to Asia and particularly spices. You needed the spices because... There was no refrigeration, so you'd spice your food to mask the taste of it going off, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and all just to improve the flavor anyway. Uh, and the, this, little, this little country, and it is, was a fairly small, is, was a fairly small country, became hugely wealthy. Yeah. And Amsterdam um, to this day reflects that. Um, so 
fabulous painting, lots of history. Check out seventh-art.com for more on uh, Rembrandt, on Vermeer. And um, and we'll see you for the next painting of the week. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Painting of the Week podcast. For more information, please visit our website at seventh-art.com or contact us by emailing info at seventh-art.com. See you next time.